guys, Princess here, and welcome to episode number 20 of Buy Pumpkin. The Rona didn't get me. I kind of wish it did. Um, quarantine is not. So here's the thing. Being in quarantine, self-quarantine, social distancing, whatever the fuck they're calling it today, um, isn't so bad, right? Um, for me, it, it's just not so bad. I generally don't like, I mean, I work from home. I, I got all my shit at home. All my favorite people are at home. I like being at home and I'm an introvert. But here's the problem. I don't want everybody else to be at home. <laughs> I want them to fucking leave. I am so, I have six people that want to talk to me and, and interact with me all the time. Now, these are champagne problems. I do like my family and they like me. My kids actually like me. They actually want to talk to me. They actually want to be around me. That's awesome. But I need them to go to school because when they go to school, we get some time apart from each other and we get to miss each other a little bit. This is a lot. And I don't have teenagers who just want to sleep all day and play video games. That might be better for me. These kids want to interact with me personally. And there are a lot of updates on some of the things I've been going through. I'm going to do a Princess Diaries bonus episode I'm sometime this coming week. I'm not sure. I'm like not in the fucking mood. <laughs> you know, honestly, today I was supposed to record Rachel because I was going to get some like some guest people on these last couple of weeks. I mean, everybody's in quarantine. What else are they fucking doing? But we just had some technical difficulties and I can't get Rachel on. So I like if I hadn't planned to have Rachel, on, I might have skipped this week because I just don't think I'm like in the mood to be entertaining. But then also... I know how much my regular podcasts and YouTubers are helping me get through like all this shit. So I want to be there for you guys. So here I am. I'm a little surly, but here I am. I just, and I knew this was going to fucking happen. I knew this was going to happen because I remember there was a Thanksgiving weekend once where um, my stepdaughter came and my husband was like off and because he's never off work. But he was off that thanks that long Thanksgiving weekend, and the kids were home, and I was just like, Mm-mm, no, no, Mm-mm. can't do it, can't do it. I went to Chipotle on like, on like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and just like held up in my room with the door locked because I could not take this much interaction. I just couldn't, and I just want these people to leave my house. I just want to be home alone. That's all I want. I want to be Kevin McAllister right now. Um. I have plenty of shit to do. Work, work's been, work's been work. I've had a lot of work to do. Um, there's all these closets I need to clean out. I've been cleaning stuff. I had to repaint some areas. There's a ton, like when it, it's been raining this weekend, but the kids have been outside. We've been taking walks. Um, I've got a ton of weeding to do in my yard. My yard looks like shit. There's a ton of stuff for me to do and I'm doing it all. Um, but not getting any alone time and anybody and, and like, Quiet is really hard for me. Fuck what you heard about introverts and extroverts. The the only real difference between the two of them is that an introvert recharges by being alone and an extrovert recharges by being in the company of other people. That's the only difference. And so a lot of times people are very, because people don't realize that's the only difference and that most people are on some sort of spectrum of these two. It's not just you all, you're all introverted, you're all extrovert. Because... I don't, I'm not a shy person and I can be chatty when I want to be. Um, 
like people don't always recognize me as an introvert, but I am one. I really do need, you gotta leave me alone sometimes. And if not, I get super crabby like I am right now. Uh, but my kids are going to be out of school for at least two more weeks. Listen, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm not complaining. Yes, I am though, but I'm also not going to apologize for fucking complaining. Right. There are tons of people in much worse situations than we are in right now. There are people who have fucking died, who have loved ones died. There are people, I have a friend, an internet friend who almost got stuck in India while she was visiting her parents for a little while indefinitely um, away from her son in England and and England she um, she her family is in the midst of moving and now quite kind of don't know where they're gonna be like that is I know where I'm gonna be I'm at my house um, people have lost jobs because companies are anticipating downturns and there's not enough work and things like that and and I'm doing okay and my husband has more is doing more work than he's ever done before and so and I am quarantined with people I actually love. I'm not quarantined with a roommate in a studio apartment <laughs> that I thought I was only going to I was only going to see them like once a week. Like I'm very fortunate. That doesn't mean I can't be upset. That doesn't mean I can't be sad. It doesn't mean I can't be uncomfortable and I can't and I always have to be super positive. That's not the way feelings work. If you squish feelings down inside you, they will explode out your butthole. Like that's how that's science, guys. That's science. <laughs> so so like it's okay for me to say as much as I adore my kids and I adore having them and five kids is a lot of kids. As much as I adore them, that like five kids is a lot of kids to have at home that are bored, that are that are getting on each other's fucking nerves, that are um, want attention from mom, like direct attention from mom, that want to do a bunch of stuff, that are, that want to be outside. Like, it's okay for me to fucking say that. I'm not gonna apologize for it. And I'm also feeling like, so I'm not like eating. <laughs> I am eating, but I'm not like taking care of myself and eating like meals. I'm eating a lot of candy and junk food because, you know, we're all nervous and discombobulated. So so people want to eat that kind of stuff. And that's what I want to eat too. But when I do that and I don't get any exercise and I also can't, I'm also really drained and can't like, like recharge I get depressive episodes and so like I feel one coming on like this is the wrong time for that shit. This is the wrong time. What if <sighs> it's the wrong time for that? So like I already I can feel it coming on as soon as it's like 939. As soon as I'm done recording this, I'm going to take a walk, whether it's cold and rainy, I'm going to go take a walk. And starting tomorrow, I'm going to, like, the kids are all eating their meals and snacks as usual. And me, I'm, like, not eating anything. Like, and I think my husband can tell because tonight he forced a plate of fried fish and rice and macaroni and cheese on me, which was really good. And, but he said that he's only seen me eating fruit snacks. So, um, like, like everything else in my life, it's fucking tied up with food. <laughs> so, so, like, that's where I'm at right now. And like I said, I'm doing better than a lot of people, but I could be doing better. I really could. And I'm going to talk, like I said, I'm going to do a bonus episode. 
because I want to talk to you about all some shit that's been going on in my personal life. So if you are not a Patreon member, please do sign up. Um, it's only a buck a month. You can go to buy. You can go to patreon.com backslash buypumpkin and sign up, and you get at least one bonus episode every month. Some months you get more than that. Like when I I just did a um, a uh, sponsored bonus episode about Kel on Earth. I'm gonna do a Princess Diaries in the next couple of days. I'm also gonna do a Ask Me Anything a little while after that. Um, and it's only a buck a month. And but what? Like what you get is bonus episodes, but what you do is you help me keep this podcast going. And for that, I am incredibly grateful. And if you can't like become a Patreon member, that's understandable. Not everybody can. Leave me a five-star review. Tell people about this fucking podcast. Post on Twitter about it. Let's post on Twitter about something besides Corona. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be talking about Corona. We should, but Twitter is a hellscape right now. It is just a bunch of people yelling. And like when I feel like that, I usually take a social media diet, but then right now, is, is that a good time to take one? So you could be super isolated? Like, is that what I should be doing? Hmm, let's think about it. I also think it's about time to go back to fucking therapy. So, <laughs> so yeah, pay me a dollar a month. <laughs> so let's get this episode started. It is Breaking Bonaduce number nine. It's called Home Alone. Oh my God, I would love to be home alone right now. I would love, love, love to be home alone. Oh. <laughs> um, but we start this episode with the new Danny. It's uh, medicine time at the rehab and they allow him to pop out his own pills out of the pill packs, which is that like, that can't be protocol. That can't be like policy for the fucking rehab. And the reason I'm saying that is because, like, he's popping his own pills out of the pill pack, and the chick isn't even looking at him. As I'm watching, there are plenty of times when, because they're doing cuts, because obviously this takes a while. Uh, there are plenty of times her back is to him as he's pit, as he's popping out pills and shit. And, dude, that's that can't be protocol. Like, I do know there's a cameraman there, right? Or a camerawoman. Don't let me be sexist. But there's a camera person there. There's also a producer standing right there. And I'm sure there's other people standing around that are not necessarily in the shot. But that said, it cannot be policy that the person doling out meds lets you pop out your own pills and then turns their back while you're... And I don't know what he's taking, okay? And I'm sure that um, some of those things, it wouldn't matter if he took two of them or if he... Whatever. It wouldn't matter. That said... This can't be fucking policy. It just, it's impossible for this to be the policy. She should have already had his fucking pills popped out, ready for him, and, and then handed it to him, and then watched him swallow, and then a, you, uh, a mouth check, which is just like you open your mouth and go, ah, and then show her that you swallowed your pills. Although you can still cheek them. At... <sighs> Foster kids. Foster kids. There are still ways to hide them. But I'm just saying that, like, that's that should be standard procedure. And... Either there's, that's not, either they don't have standard procedures and it's a shitty rehab or they are letting Danny do different things because he's, because he's filming reality TV, which makes it a shitty rehab. Basically what I'm saying here is just a shitty rehab. Um, <laughs> back at home, Gretchen is getting ready to move out of their house and into a new one. She wants to do this before Danny gets back because he hates moving. Now, I bet Danny hates moving for the same reason I hate moving. And that is, I like to control my environment. Um. That is 
childhood drama that's hyper uh, drama it was drama and trauma and hyper village uh, uh i can't say anything right now it's that that makes me want to control my i want i like my shit the way i like my shit i know if you move the stapler on my desk i know you did it because i left it in a very specific way and I bet Danny is the same way with his stuff. I bet he really just hates when his environment's in a disarray because it's a control thing. Um, I bet you that he's like that. And it's one I've moved so many times in my life, but it's I'm really good at moving, but I don't necessarily like it. And I'm never happy in the new place until everything is back the way I expect it to be. And so moving often takes a lot out of me. I bet Danny's the same way. But... um. Dr. G and Gretchen think that it's a good idea for her, her to move when Danny's away because then he'll come into a new environment and create new um, routines. And I mean, that's a popular opinion and I, I'm not saying it's wrong. Like that's a lot of reasons why people go to rehabs and end up living in a different state because you go to the rehab and then like for a lot of people returning back to the scene of where you did all your drugs or whatever it is you were doing, um, makes it super hard for you and because you just fall back in with the same people so what a lot of people do is they go to rehab in a different state um florida has a ton of rehabs <laughs> so you go to rehab in a different state and then you end up in a sober living facility near that rehab and by that point you've gotten a job down there and then now you've got a place to live and you end up just staying there and and listen, 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 listen. If you want to go back to your old habits, you will find it. You'll find it right there in your new place. But for a lot of people, that break in routine really is really helpful um, and puts you in the right frame of mind. I There's a scene with movers. And I, listen, I bought this house. And I know people buy houses and then sell them and buy other houses. I'm not doing that. I'm going to die in this house. They're going to bury me in this fucking backyard back here. I'm never moving again. But if I ever, 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 ever have to move again, I am hiring movers. That's the way you fucking do it. Let them pack your shit. Your panties aren't that cute. Your panties are not that special. Let them pack them up. Put whatever. I mean, if you have ashes of like someone, you should probably pack it yourself. But just let them pack all your shit up. Let them move it to the new place. And if they offer it higher than the unpack it. Yes, it's expensive. It's fucking worth it. Do that. Um, when we moved here, we were, I was hiring movers. I was going to do my own packing, but I was going to hire movers. And my husband was just like, how much are you going to give the movers? And I was telling him how much it's going to cost. And he's like, just give it to me. Just give it to me and I'll move. And he did move. Um, but the reason I want to hire movers is because they do what the fuck I say. And my husband doesn't always do what the fuck I say. And it took him a lot longer and he lost a lot of sleep. And it was just, ugh. So Danny's in his last session with Joanne, the therapist. She says she'll miss him and he looks great. I mean, he does look great. It's been 30 days of like living a little differently. Danny is saying all the right things and maybe he even believes it. He talks about the correlation between working on a rehab and basically like um, working out is terrible until you start to see results. And then suddenly it's real easy to work out because you know what's happening next. And that's what happened with him is that he got there and he got a little bit of results. And then he was like, he bought into it and it was easier for him to work the program. And he says his spirit now has huge biceps. <laughs> um, we get a lot of montages and beef footage here. Danny's packing up and having his last breakfast. Gretchen is moving, getting together a welcome home sign and flowers for Danny. Isabella hates Dante. <laughs> 
I bet she doesn't hate him. He's just so much younger than her. She's what, eight, nine, and he's two or three tops? She, she's so, he's so much younger than her. I can see him being like a pain in her ass a lot of times. Um, Dante's not wearing pants as usual. He's always dressed like Winnie the Pooh. So he's got a shirt and nothing else on. And we never see him fully dressed. I wonder, I wonder, is it because he's potty training? Is he not dressed because he's potty training? Or is he just one of those kids that takes off all the clothes you put on him? I can't imagine, well, I, I don't know what Gretchen does, but I can't imagine knowing that a camera crew and producers are going to show up at my house and he's just running around with just a shirt on. I'd be like, let's get dressed. So if people are showing up at our house. Let's, let's put on our clothing. Like my kid's therapist comes tomorrow morning. Um, she's still coming during her visits and, uh, I have to let her because I'm a foster parent and we can't control because the state has not shut down. CPS refuses to shut down. So I still have to let them go on visits and they still have to go to their appointments. So therapist is coming tomorrow. Um, and like when, when she gets here, like I, I, we could absolutely stay in our pajamas, but we get dressed and we make sure their rooms are clean before she comes because the other thing is, is that like, why are we going to invite someone into a dirty space? Like it's bad enough. She has to come and do her job. I mean, she gets paid. So her doing her job is not a big deal. That said, she's trying to do her job. Why would we give her a dirty space to do it in? You know what I'm saying? Why are you not dressed to welcome this person? So you just show up in your, in, in your sweaty pajamas, whatever the fuck you slept in. And then she's supposed to sit on a dirty bed and talk to you. Like that's, that's disgusting. So, um, I can't imagine allowing reality TV, sh a crew and producers to come in my house and the kids aren't dressed. So I'm just kind of assuming Dante is one of those kids that just takes off whatever you put on him. Like he'll just take off his pants and just keep it moving. I'm just going to assume that. Anyway, um, they go to pick up D Danny and Isabella is riding in the front seat as usual because her parents think she's an adult. And they do the cute little thing, like, we're a family and we're leaving rehab and everything is beautiful. And off they go. But keep in mind, Danny's coming home to a house he's never seen. I think Gretchen bought it without him ever going, like, ever even going in it. Um, he's reacting like he's never seen this shit. It's very early 2000s styles. I'm sure Cribs would have loved this, this segment on their show. But I think today, I mean, obviously today someone will be talking about, like, how dated it is. Like, I mean, look at that fucking black tub. Ugh. I, how do you know if a black tub's clean? I, I mean, I guess all the, the, I guess you, I guess you clean it and you just hope for the best, but how do you know if a black tub's clean? How do you see, how do you see the ring around the bathtub in there? Hmm. Um, so they smudged the house like this is the show on Bravo. It, it's not that I don't think people smudge houses. I know people smudge houses. I've done it myself. What I mean though is that on Bravo, they love the show shit like this. Like this would just be like a, a you know, like, like I don't know. You you when you get in the house, you cleaning like the the toilets and stuff, or like um, setting up your cleaning products and things. This would just be like one of those things, but it wouldn't be like a huge event. And Bravo shows always have them like smudging a tub or going to a, to a escape room or, you know, just shit that you're like, dude, 
Why are you acting like this is like the most important thing that's happening right now? I feel like it would be like them showing me setting the radio stations in my new car. Just like, I don't know. Um, so they're showing us this and I guess Danny's done smudging. So he's going up to like a roof or maybe a balcony to have a, to have like a, a smoke and Isabella's with him and they see a bee infestation. It looks like there's like a hive or nest or whatever in the wall next to the, like in a hole in the, in the, the balcony. And Danny starts to fight with these bees like an idiot. First of all, there's so many bees. You cannot fight with it, but he's doing it. And, and, you know, he's telling Isabella to run, Isabella to run if they start attacking. Um, Gretchen's like yelling from the house. She doesn't think this is a good idea. Dante screams, smoke them, dad. Like, and guys, I don't know why we watch that. I really don't. I, unless it was like a glimpse of what this show was supposed to be. Because think about it. This isn't, the show that we watched isn't the show that Danny thought he was filming. He really thought it was just going to be like, Danny's so funny. Ha ha ha. Here's a, like, Isabella and Dante sneak a puppy in the house. Da, 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 da. He really thought it was going to be a Chrysler's Knows Best. A, a tardy for the party. He really thought it was a newlyweds. He really thought it was going to be that type of show. By the way, <laughs> I've talked about this before. But I was having like a little, a little stress headache, um, yesterday and I watched four or five episodes of the Miz and Mrs. It's like, um, Mike, the Miz, Ms. Zanin. Um, he's from real world. That's where I know him from, but he's also the WWE. That's where everybody else knows him from. That's, that's why, they, that's why he's got a show right now. But, but, um, I've talked about that show before. It was like a balm to my, to my soul guys. I just laid there and watched it and was like, this is what the fuck I need to be watching right now. I don't need to be watching the news. I don't need to be scrolling Twitter. I don't need to be doing any of that shit. I need to be watching the Miz and his wife, Maurice working out. She's pregnant, working out in their home gym and she's walking on the treadmill and her dress gets caught on the treadmill and rips right the fuck off her. That's what the fuck, do I think it's real? No, I think it's real the way Newlyweds was real. And that there was always a very small grain of truth in every scene. And then they, it was like curb your enthusiasm. They would walk in and be like, so Miz, you're mad right now. Maurice, you're mad too. Now what are you gonna say to each other? It was like improv. I, yeah, 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 that's what I think it is. But it was so good to just sit and watch. I laughed so much, yeah. But I think that's the type of show that Danny thought, oh, you know what else I watched? Mm. I didn't think I was going to watch it. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Mm. It's really good. Really good. And you know, um, they've got people from Glee on there and people from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And it's not as singy as you think it's going to be. Okay? So I don't know if that'll that'll tilt you one way or not. But I was like, oh, I'll try it. And then it was a little singy. And I was like, okay, well, it's not terribly singy and then I really got into the story that's real good Mary Steenburgen Bergen 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 married to Ted Danson you know blackface Ted Danson we forgave him <laughs> she's in it it's really good Ooh, Peter Gallagher's in there doing some terrible acting but it was 
you know what? Really, it really soothed me for a little bit. Really did. Anyway, um, Danny thought he was filming a different show. He didn't think he was filming Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, but he thought he was filming a Ms. and Mrs. He thought he was filming something like that. And we were going to get storylines like that. And this, this segment looks like what we would have gotten if he had gotten the show he was filming. Um, so Danny, um, is back at, at, uh, well, he's not back yet, but he's, uh, driving and he's telling the cameras that when he put on his motorcycle jacket that morning, there was a whole bottle of Vicodin in it and he flushed it down the toilet. Do we believe him? I don't know. I think Danny's a really good liar. He's good at lying to us. He's good at lying to Gretchen. He's very good at lying to himself. And I would never bet money on whether Danny is lying or not. Um... If I had to have gun to my head, I'd say he was telling the truth because I think that if he would, if he had, if he had taken them, he wouldn't have mentioned finding them. It's easier just not to say anything. And he's a very good liar. So he knows that he doesn't have to like unnecessarily like force himself to lie. It's better if it's like, if he can, you, he can take a grain of truth with it. So they're back at Dr. G's and Danny apologizes to him. And he's good at apologizing. He's very good at it. He's had to do it so often. And so, of course, Dr. Gary accepts it. And Danny is still talking that talk. He says the world looks rosy from the bottom of a, of a glass. And since he's not in the bottom of a glass anymore, it doesn't look so rosy anymore. But he's happy that he doesn't have to wake up every morning and look at his knuckles, see if he's going to be sued because if he got into a fight because he can't remember. Um, he just wants to not drink, not do drugs, and love his wife appropriately. And I think when I watched this the first time, I was, this is what, I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. Because he said, love his wife appropriately. What does that mean? Mm. Like, I think a lot of people would have said, I want to not drink, not do drugs, and be there for my family. But love my wife appropriately. So after that, it's, it's after that, it's at night, and Danny is reading something about sex. Um, I think he's reading this hot monogamy book I don't know what that is they talk about it a lot in the rest of the show I don't know what that is I think what kind of like bugs me about when people talk about monogamy is they always want monogamy to be the same as dating (laughs) like people are always like how to make how to date your man how to make your 20-year marriage like like the first day you met, like how could you do that? That's not, those things aren't the same thing. How to make your 18 year old German Shepherd the same as when he was a puppy, how could you? He's not a puppy anymore, that's, that's a different stage of it. I just don't understand why people are always trying to make monogamy, long-term monogamy into the same as dating, because it's not gonna be. And if like, there's relationships age, and they evolve as they age. And I mean, that's that's a normal course of things. And if that's like a problem, then just don't be monogamous. <laughs> you know, nobody's making you. You don't have to. Nobody has to get married. Nobody has to be in long-term relationships. No one's going to make you. Like, just date people. Just like date people for six months to a year. Never, never put a ring on it. Never like say we're all exclusive. Just do that. And you get all the like 
the excitement and uncertainty and and shiny new things that you get when you're dating and and you get to have that now you don't get some of the pros of being in a long-term relationship that's true but you just prioritize what you want like for me like Liz was talking about her on ask me anything episode like dating and stuff and how and how like she wants to date but she doesn't necessarily want to go through the things you have to date to do the date right now I hope I'm not putting words in her mouth but that's what she's saying she's she was basically like she doesn't want to go on tinder and stuff like that and I don't blame her what the fuck would I want to do that like if my husband dies or forces me to kill him whichever one I plan to just like I'm just gonna like have sexual partners and like keep it cash <laughs> like that's what I plan to do and I don't plan to I'm not gonna be dating anybody um, I'll be on the Craigslist casual encounter section and I'll just like meet people up to like, you know, bang it out and just go home. That's what I'm going to do. That's it. <laughs> That's, those are my plans. <laughs> like, I literally don't want to, I don't want anybody to have a toothbrush at my house ever again. Cause I've done it and I'm, I'm used to it and it's fine. Now keep that in mind. <laughs> I hope nobody thinks I'm being like, I hate my marriage. No, I, I really enjoy my marriage. You know, one of the, my favorite things about being married is stability, is the fact that, I mean, as stable as you can be depending on someone else. I always think about these, how, like I was thinking a lot about Kenya on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and having to be like, like I hate Kenya. I really fucking hate her. I hate everything about her. I think she's a terrible, terrible, terrible person. Even if she's pretending to be a terrible person, I think that makes her a terrible person. But watching that man speak to her on TV, like, burns my fucking biscuits, okay? <laughs> Ooh, I got real Southern right there. I, I don't like it. I do not like it. And there's no way I would be in a marriage like that. And I always think about the housewives. I was like, I would never be a housewife. I'm, I'm not going to go on TV with this other person who could at any time embarrass the fuck out of me. Phaedra got embarrassed the fuck out of her by Apollo. And I'm not saying she didn't deserve it, but I'm not going to, you, I'm not taking you on TV. So, so that then somebody can show up and be like, he wanted my cookies or something. I'm not doing that Mm -mm. because you can only trust people so much. I don't know what I'm talking about this. Hmm. Stability. That's what I'm talking about. Stability. So I am like, I like the stability of my marriage. I like knowing my husband very well. I like him knowing me very well. I like that today I had like a little mini meltdown and he just started like cleaning the house and cooking and I played Zelda on my switch for a little while and he basically like any child that tried to talk to me he was like my shield and he was just like nope 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 <laughs> and then he fed me and by the time I was ready to record this podcast I I felt a little better than I had in a while and he just knew what to give me and he, I didn't have to ask for it. He just knew that like I was at the end of my rope. I really enjoy that. I enjoy having someone I know about. I enjoy, um, that, that makes me happy. Keep in mind, my husband also says Panero bread. Okay. He, he, he thinks it's called Panero bread and he says it all the time. So, I mean, there's ups and downs to this bullshit. Okay. What I am saying, though, is that, like, when I see something like a book called Hot Monogamy, I'm like, 
okay, but you do understand that you can't be in a 20-year marriage and it feel like you're dating, you're 17 dating somebody for the first time. That's not, those things are, are not, they're not the same thing and they can't be the same thing. And so what you should do, what you tr- should try to do, I mean, we should all do a lot of things, okay? But what you should try to do is to figure out what's good about where you are and love that. And then also figure out what you can get and, and try to and try to do those things. But can, can, the t- can you have two kids and, um, and this long-term marriage with all this trauma and bullshit in it and it be like you guys just met the other day and are like fucking in the backseat of a convertible somewhere? I, I don't know why I think that's what dating is. But <laughs> can, can it be that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it can be that. So you have to love it for what it is. And if you don't, and if you can't find something to love about it, then you need to leave it. I don't know. That that hot monogamy shit really got to me. Anyway, Danny's reading something about sex and Gretchen is thinking about her hairy legs and and Danny tells her that's one of those girl things she needs to work on because her husband was coming home and she should have been ready to have sex with him. And Gretchen does this long yawn in his face and it's clear. It's clear. Like that girl is not having sex with you. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to. Now, let's get, I feel like I've said this a lot, but I want to be clear. I don't think Gretchen should have to have sex with Danny. She, it's, it's yours. You do, it's your pussy. It's not his. You don't want to use it, don't. I think everybody should have sexual autonomy. You shouldn't do things you don't want to do. And doing things you don't want to do is not hot monogamy. I'll tell you that right now. Nobody ever said, no one ever said, Oh yeah, I can't wait to to have sex with this person that doesn't want to have sex with me. Well, some people say that. They're rapists. But you understand what I'm trying to say here? Like enthusiasm is the sexiest thing on earth. You staring at me going, when you're gonna be done. Ugh. You done yet? You done yet? Looking at your watch. Trying to watch the Miz and Mrs. on behind the, on the TV behind me. Like that shit ain't that shit is not popping, okay? So like, I don't think I don't think Gretchen should make her try to make herself have sex with him if she doesn't want to have sex with him. I do wonder what the plan is here, Gretchen. I do wonder that. Now, there are sexless marriages, sure. All that happen all the time. Um, Danny's not going to be in a sexless sexless marriage. He's just he's not going to. So he's made that very clear. Much like when I watched Married at First Sight. And so if you don't know, Married at First Sight is a terrible show on Lifetime. And people, they, they go to a city, they choose a bunch of people, and they marry them. And they don't meet each other. So they're at the altar. They, alter. they get married. They go on a honeymoon. They do all these like exercises and shit relationship exercises for a few I think it's six months or it might be three months maybe 90 days I don't know um and then at the end of they decide they are legally married they have to decide whether they want to get divorced or not there is always someone every season who shows up and doesn't want to have sex and I always wonder what the fuck are they there for why why do they show up because the thing is 
you came to a space where people were going to have sex where the expectation is that you guys are legally married you are really 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 married and you have to really give this a shot and you have to have sex with the other person and someone always shows up and I'm not saying they have to have sex on the first day a lot of them don't have sex on the wedding night a lot of them it takes like they're at the honeymoon for like a couple of weeks and I'm not saying and the other thing is most of them have had one night stands there are a few there was one that was a virgin that we had to hear about every single fucking episode her and her virginity her and her virginity fine but for most of them they've had sex and they've had casual sex they've had sex with people they've met at a bar okay and yet they show up on this show and also who wants to have sex on the camera because the, the the camera crew is invasive is invasive so they show up on this show and then they act like they've never had sex before in their life and they're like i just don't know them i just don't know them and i'm like i don't know what you signed up for i'm not forcing anybody to have sex but what what's the what's the end game here and that's what i want to ask about gretchen is that so danny's made it very clear he's he needs to have sex with you he wants some real crazy shit in my opinion he like, again he wants that hot monogamy but he will take regular old monogamy <laughs> he will take you just taking a bath with him and then fucking him while the kids are at school that's what he'll take okay but you won't even do that now i personally i couldn't i i find danny bonaducci visually horrendous <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but I do. I find him a visual horror and I would never have sex with him ever. And also I don't know what it's called. <laughs> someone tried it. People have told me before, but I always forget what it is, but I am someone that, so first of all, my love language is acts of service. You got to act right. <laughs> you got to have some act right in you around me. I can't, I do not like assholes in any way. And then, like, I am not physically attracted to people who don't treat me well. I just am not. I, I'm just not. So, like, I, I would be dry as a fucking bone when it came to Danny Bonaducci. There's no way. There's no way. But you know what I do? I let him, I divorce him. I would not ask him to go to rehab. Maybe I'd ask him to go to rehab. We have children together. But... I wouldn't ask him to go to rehab and say, now when you come back, we're going to work on this marriage together. And we're going to, because a marriage is a physical thing too. It doesn't have to be, but their understanding of what a marriage is, is a physical thing too. So I just don't understand what the fuck she's doing. Like, piss her, get off the fucking pot, Gretchen. Like, if you are never going to have sex with him again, if you are not sexually attracted to him, which I can understand, I don't understand how you got sexually attracted to him. Because those pictures of them when they first met, he's got that red mullet and he's wearing those, um, fuck. What is that dude's name? The, there was, uh, I forgot his name, but he lived on Long Island. He was having sex with that teenage girl and uh helping her be a call girl and stuff and she ran up there and uh and uh and uh let me have to look this shit up because it's gonna kill me he ran up there and um 
Butterfuko. That's what it is. She ran up there and shot his wife in the face. And the wife decided to believe the husband or whatever. People don't shoot you in the face for no reason, lady. Anyway, all I remember is from that trial, I'm, I'm, <laughs> is him walking around with those jam pants on, those Joey Butterfuko pants. So when I look, <laughs> that's what, that's what the fuck Danny Bonducci was wearing. But Danny Bonducci and Joey Butterfuko <laughs> Hang out in a bar in Long Island together. And they're both wearing jam pants. And they both have like a fucking curly mullet. And that's what he looked like. And there's no way. There's no way I would have ever found that attractive. Even a little bit. Even a little bit. But somehow Gretchen you did. <laughs> and you want to be with him. You keep telling him you love him. And you want to be with him. And you keep telling me he needs to do these things for you guys' marriages to be back together. I get it. We just completed rehab and he's home. I think you might have to have sex with him. <laughs> Why the fuck am I whispering? Like, like me and Gretchen are in a library somewhere and I'm like, girl, you might have to have sex with him. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, <laughs> so the next scene is Danny. He's at the radio station and he has some guests that brought a sex box for him and Gretchen. And he says that if the president has anything to do with sex with him, Gretchen won't like it. At least Danny fucking knows, which is fair. And Gretchen comes on the radio and says that all that body butter and pussy paste makes her think she's going to get another yeast infection, which is also fair. Also fair. Next, we see Danny trying to convince Gretchen to take a bath with rose petals. She tries to get him to take a bath with Dante so that Dante will actually get in the tub. Um, she's, this is how Gretchen deals with it. I wish Gretchen would just say, I'm not ready to have sex with you because I'm still like, I know that you feel like you went to rehab for 30 days and everything's fine. I don't feel that way. I really don't. I'm still like in the middle of all this and you still cheated on me and you still have been like incredibly unstable the last, I don't know, few months and going to, to rehab for 30 days is not enough. I'm still scared. Like my, I, I can't do it right now. I wish he'd just say that instead of saying, take a bath with Dante. Because then Danny goes through all the procedure of trying to explain why he wants to take a bath with her. Like, she doesn't get it because she's playing dumb. And it's hard to watch him do that. I'm like, dude, she don't want you. She doesn't want you. And I want her to say that. Anyway, um, <laughs> Danny ends up giving Dante a bath while reading a book called Hot reading hot monogamy and I'm just like even Dante looks like what is hot monogamy girl we don't know we don't fucking know the next scene Dr. G is talking to Gretchen later and she's having trouble even pretending she wants to have sex with Danny and she's not super romantic to begin with and like I said before I've said before I don't think she's asexual at all she used to have sex with Danny all the time I think she's probably got low-grade depression She's got two kids that she's like trying to take care of and running behind all the time. And she's got this maniac husband. And I bet you like getting on it and riding it to the, to the cows come home is not in, it's not on her mind right now. She accessing her like sexual identity is not on her mind right now. And certainly not with him. Danny wants Dr. G says Danny wants operatic romantic love and Gretchen can do a little of it and Gretchen thinks it's ridiculous 
they say Danny's a pure romantic, which is weird to think about it. But also it kind of makes a little sense with his personality. He is someone who's, he can be a super passionate person. And he is someone that probably, he probably puts people up on pedestals, um, thinks they're amazing. And then when they do one thing wrong, throws them right off of them. He probably um, over expects things to happen. And then later when they don't happen, he uses that to throw people away. I, I can imagine that. So next we see Danny and Gretchen having wine and dinner on a patio or balcony or whatever. And someone's playing romantic music for them on a, a string instrument. I don't know. What is that? A bass? A violin? Uh, what the fuck is that? I don't know. Um, I didn't go to school for music. And so, so Danny was able to open the wine bottle without an opener. And he says it's because he's an alcoholic and he will always get a bottle open, which is funny. But I wondered why the wine was there. Like, obviously you can't real, rid the world of your vice. And being an alcoholic who works in entertainment, it's impossible not to be around alcohol. Like, you have, a lot of us, not a lot of us, a lot of alcoholics still have to be in a world where they see in alcohol all the time, see people drinking it, do all that. But... I just don't understand why at this small dinner with Gretchen, is there wine there? Does Gretchen, Gretchen doesn't seem like someone who's drinking like a ton of wine. She like earlier, earlier in the season when, when Danny is like screaming at her, is she going to have a drink? I'm like, I defended her because I'm like, Gretchen's not an alcoholic. Gretchen doesn't have one drink, then six drinks, then start smoking crack. And then he's in, and then she's in Vegas having sex with a hooker. That's, that's not Gretchen's vice. Gretchen's got her own fucking problems, but that's not it. So why can't she have a drink? But I want to understand why she has to have a drink right now. Why there needs to be a bottle of wine on the table and it's just the two of them. Why he has to be the one to open it. Why? He just got a rehab. I'm assuming days earlier. Like, it's just the two of you. That wine doesn't have to be there. And if I had, if I had a partner that had just gotten out of rehab, I probably wouldn't have any alcohol in the house. It'd be a long time before I'd ever, I mean, I'm not that big of a drinker, but I mean, I do love a girly stupid drink at like Chili's or something, you know, like those big bowl drinks or whatever. I do love shit like that. Um, but I can go without it too. And I also don't, like, I don't have to make things harder than they have to be. I, it, it just seemed like a weird fucking thing. I, like, if it were me, I, when we went down to the patio and I saw that wine, I'd be like, oh, we don't need this. Like, <sighs> I don't know. And so this whole scene, I really didn't like Gretchen. And I've been on Gretchen's side the entire time. Um, I'm still on her side. Although I do need to... Okay. Gretchen is a bit of a Denise Richards, if you if you know what I mean. And what I mean by that is a Denise Richards is someone who seems very down to earth and wholesome and whatever. 
But um, there's a reason she was married to fucking Charlie Sheen. There's a reason she was fucking Richie Sambora. Guys, not too long ago, I rewatched a couple of episodes of Denise Richards' um, reality TV show. <laughs> and it made me laugh so fucking hard. In a good and bad way. But, like, Denise Richards is very down to earth. She's, she's still got that Chicago, the uh, north of Chicago accent. Um, accent where she sounds very midwestern oh don't you know <laughs> no she doesn't sound like that um that's bobby's mom from bobby's world <laughs> but but um when i lived in chicago people in the suburbs especially definitely had a, a midwestern accent and and denise richards has one and she's very beautiful and she just seems like a really nice girl but she was married to Charlie Sheen and that didn't happen by accident. And she's fucked a lot of quote unquote bad girls. I mean, bad boys and bad girls too, apparently. <laughs> but but um, that doesn't happen by accident. And so like, as much as I like very feel, I feel a lot for Gretchen watching this series. I also know though that there is something inside her that wants a Danny Bonaducci. They really like, like I said, Danny Bonaducci is probably an excellent flirt, a great, a great like drinks for the night. I bet he's a whirlwind, seventy-two hours, and then shit gets fucking real. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, I got to go," but Gretchen was like, "No, I'll stay for twenty years. That's fine. Not twenty years, it's fifteen or twelve or whatever." You understand what I'm trying to say here? But this scene, I really didn't like her in it. I didn't like the fact that, obviously there are edits to this, we don't know what happened, but I didn't like the fact that we didn't see her saying, we don't need this wine, and, and Danny, don't worry about it. I don't need you opening wine bottles for me. Um, and then the fact she's sitting there joking about how she's not gonna have sex with him. Now, Danny's made it very clear he wants to have sex with her. It's very important to his marriage. Um, and like I said, I'm not saying she's going to have sex with him, but laughing in his face about how she's not going to have sex with him seemed cruel to me. I would much rather have like a straight for a conversation about why she's not having sex with him instead of being like, ha, never doing that with you again <laughs> as she's eating her food. Like, I just don't know what she hopes to accomplish by that. Uh, I... I, if I had to take a guess, I'd say that she's probably mad at him and unable to be direct about while she's, that she's still fucking mad at him and that she doesn't believe that things are going to change. She can't be direct about that. So she's doing passive aggressive things. So Danny's talking to Dr. G about it and he feels like he quit everything and all he wants is reasonable sexual relationship with his wife and I'm using reasonable in quotes here because I don't know how reasonable Danny's wishes are like I said he wants hot monogamy and I don't know he's gonna get that and I don't know how reasonable that is but okay fine he says it's reasonable he feels like he's gone the distance and he's legit gone 30 days and she's still not doing her part <laughs> that's that's what he thinks um Dr. G, Dr. Gary says that she might not be able to give him what he wants on that level. And Danny interrupts and says, ever? And it's incredible, in this incredulous tone, like he's thinking, man, you should have said that before I went to rehab. Because I was under the impression that going to rehab would definitely, like, loosen this up for me. And I was like, because <laughs> I wouldn't have gone. 
Dr. Uh, Gary uses a great analogy about going to the hard work for produce. I use a similar one when I talk about relationships, especially mine. Um, like I really like shrimp fried rice, um, but I can't get that at a barbecue place. And if I'm at a barbecue place and I want shrimp fried rice, there's I only have a few options. I can sit there and pout, I can scream, I can cry, I can talk to the manager, but the fact is they're not making me shrimp fried rice. They've only They've only got what they can give me. And I have two choices. I can either go find a place that'll give me what I'm looking for, or I can take a little look at this menu and see if there's something else I can, I would like. And in our relationship, we talk about that a lot in our relationship because the longer I've been in this marriage, I mean, I knew this before I got in this marriage, but the longer I've been in this marriage, the more true I realize that is, is that there's only certain things he can give me. There's only certain things I can give him. There are certain things that are just absolutely off the menu. And the kind of a shorthand for it in our relationship is like, we'll look at each other or one of us look at the other one and say, oh, you might want to take another look at the menu. And that's like shorthand for like, girl, I can't do that. And you have to decide what your priority is. And if your priority is to have a regular, frequent sex life, then you can't, he's not going to get that with Gretchen. It, it's not possible. But we can look at what Gretchen can give him and like have some conversations about what's possible. Um, I do think, I do think it's possible for Gretchen and Danny to have a sex life. The Gretchen and Danny we see in the show, I do think it's possible for them to have that. I don't, I don't think it's going to be exactly what Danny wants. And he has to decide is that, is that something he's willing to talk about? Is that something he's willing to deal with? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Um, there, I can, I could and have made a whole fucking list of things I wish I can get for my husband. Um, but the fact is I can't, he's, he's incapable of giving me some of those things. Um, and the same is over here. There's just some shit he's never going to get from me. He, I'll tell you, let me, I'll, I'll share something with you that he always wants from me. So as you know, as I talked about at the beginning of this episode, I am an introvert. He is a classic extrovert classic and he always wants to have parties at our house he wants to have cook or cookouts he wants people to come over he wants to have spades parties and stuff i don't want that <laughs> i don't want that i don't especially after a long week with the kids and work and all the shit that i do i don't want that i don't want a bunch of people at my house and then you can't get them to leave because they're drunk or whatever i don't want that the compromise that i've gone through is that I will go to other people's houses or other people's parties or other things like that with him as long as, because we can leave from there. Like his company, every place he's worked always has a Christmas party. But when I've worked in a traditional office, like, and they had a Christmas party, I would never go to that. Why? Sounds like free work. I don't want to interact with these people, but he loves going to stuff like that. And he'll be like, come on, come to my Christmas party, come to my Christmas party. And I'll be like, no, I don't want to go. But over the years, I've been like, okay, I'll go, but we got to leave at this time. Like, I, you got me until 9 o'clock, and at 9 o'clock, you have to leave. I, I got to go. I can't be there. <laughs> and so we found ways to compromise about this, but he wishes I were someone who just, like, wanted to be around people all the time and just love having a bunch of people in my fucking house and loved, like, going to football games and, like, football parties. Like, football is so fucking boring to me. And I don't know how you even play it. And I come from a big football family. My brother played professional football for a little while. I don't know how to play fucking football. And every time someone tries to explain to me, I'm like, 
think about the type of person I am. If I wanted to know how to play football, wouldn't I know by now? I don't know on purpose. I don't want to know. I think it's boring and stupid. I don't like it. But my husband loves football. And the Steelers, which is his team, don't ask me how that's his team, but it's his team. It's been his team for as long as his family can remember, are coming to play the Cowboys. I come from, and I'm going to go. I'm buying tickets and I'm going to take them. He knows this already. We're going to go. I'm going to need some Xanax before then because I don't want to fucking go. I don't even know how it works. I just saw the beginning of a football game maybe two, three years ago. I didn't had no idea they run down the field with each other like that. It's like a ballet. Someone kicks their legs up in the air. I had no clue. My family, my mom, guys, during football season, my mom goes to church at a different time because she needs to have her, she needs to watch her babies play the Cowboys. Those are her sons. Those are her boys. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. But I'm going to work. I, I'm going to do what I can for him. I can't, I can't have a Super Bowl party. I don't even know what a Super Bowl is. Did it already happen? Didn't it happen like around Valentine's Day? I don't fucking know. I, but I can't do that. But I can go to a game and I can go to a party every now and then. And I can do, I can do those things for him. But that's compromise and that's being able to like, I can't give you this, but let's think about this. And the same for him. I like, I think that, like I told you guys before, my husband's um, love language is probably loving touch or whatever. And I mean, he's not a Danny Bonaducci, but he's definitely somebody that if he, that you're not having sex with him, he thinks you don't love him. If, for whatever reason, he just think he, he needs you to, he needs a certain amount of physical touch. And that, if that means like a massage, if that means like holding hands, if that, he needs a certain amount of that, that physical demonstration of love. And um, so I sometimes have sex with him when I don't want to have sex with him. And that's not because he's raping me. <laughs> Please, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that there are times when I'm like, I would love to sit here and watch TV and eat Hostess cupcakes. I do not want to go in there with you. But I'll be like, you know what? <sighs> um, let me think of Anna Kendrick and uh, Blake Lively in a simple favor and get the juices flowing. <laughs> I watched a simple flavor, a simple favor this past couple days, guys. At the beginning of the movie, I thought Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively were gonna were gonna like get it on. Okay, <laughs> I was like, oh, is this like a meet cute? What is this? Her husband was super cute. I was like, oh, are this are they gonna be like in a threesome? I I be, I be into that. <laughs> I think and Blake Lively doesn't do it for me. I think it's the suit she was wearing. <laughs> I love that Dom energy. I really love that. Like I was saying in Hustlers which is J-Lo's best movie ever. If you did not see Hustlers, you gotta see it. It's the best movie she's ever been in. And she's got like a really queen stripper dom energy that I'm really into. And if she had let me like cover me in her fur coat and put my picture in her wallet, I would've been robbing banks for that bitch. Like she, I, she does it for me. That did it. That Ramona, I love me some Ramona. Um, 
But yeah, there have been times when like my mind's somewhere else. I have like a million projects. I'm a busy person. I'm still thinking about work. I'm still thinking about kids stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on. Let me see if I can clear my mind real quick and try to give my partner what they need. And I know for a fucking fact, my husband does not like to examine his feelings. He does not like to talk everything out. He doesn't like my fucking, my finance spreadsheets. He doesn't like none of that shit. But there have been times when he's just like, took a deep breath and said, okay, I cannot talk about this right now, princess. But I promise if you can give me two hours on Call of Duty, I will come back in this room and we will talk about our feelings all fucking day. And I will let you bring up shit that happened 10 years ago that I don't even fucking remember. And I will listen intently and I will interact. And I'll be like, okay, let's do it. Like those are compromises you make. And I think that if Gretchen isn't willing to make those compromises, she, what she's telling you is she can't give you what you're looking for. I, I, I don't know how they got this far. Yes, I do. People get this far all the time. This is another reason why you do not, um, people are all, they're always being like social media. Like, first of all, don't ever listen to a bitch on social media who's sharing a Facebook account with her husband because somebody done cheated on somebody and don't ever listen. Cause these women love to be like, well, you gotta do this to keep a man. You gotta do this to get married and stuff. Being married is not a fucking accomplishment. It is not, it is not. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not going to let you pretend like getting married is like a PhD. I'm not going to do that because anybody can get married and frankly, anybody can stay married. Being married 30 fucking years. I don't want to say it's not an accomplishment. I do want to say that, but I don't want anybody to DM me about it. What I want to say is that lots of people are married 30 years and it's not a good relationship. It, you do not measure relationships, romantic relationships by their length. Um, you can stay in something a very long time and it not be healthy. You've all seen it in our family members. You, you, you know, some of our parents are doing that. So I do know how they got this far. Denial, avoidance, affairs. But the fact is the relationship isn't healthy and I don't know why they want to fight that hard for it. It feels like they want to fight hard for it because it's what they already have. And they can't imagine what the world look like differently. I can like, I'd love Gretchen to be with somebody that floats her fucking boat. That she can't wait to see. That she, and I'm not talking, like, everybody gets tired and every, and like, in long-term relationships, everybody gets tired and things don't, and things aren't as, like, spicy as they used to be. No, but I mean, I can't, it would be wonderful if Gretchen ended up with somebody that she gave her the stability that she can count on, that she's happy to be with. And I'm saying this like I can't, like this is like happening right now. I don't know if Gretchen's married again. I think it, I think she dates Chris Angel. I feel like she does. And same for, for Danny. You know, I think he's a fucking nightmare. He's a redheaded nightmare. But everybody deserves a partner. Everybody deserves to be touched. I think that's going to be, I think that's one of the things that's going to be hardest for some people during like uh, social distancing is, especially if you live alone or if you live with like roommates and stuff like, you know, is not being touched. Like you don't realize how hard it is until you don't have it. I don't know why they're fighting that hard for it, but I think it's because they don't know there's something better out there. So we're getting close to the end and Danny tells Dr. Gary that he's very worried that if Gretchen isn't sexual with him, he'll end up with someone else who will be. And... 
which he says it like he has no control over it. Yes, you do. He said he uses it like a threat. Like, well, pff, she won't do it. I don't know. I fit my biggest fear is someone else will. No, someone else always will. The question is, will you act on it? Will you be honorable enough to say, I'm not getting what I want here, so I'm going to end this marriage and move on? Or will you wait and do something sneaky and dishonorable and mean and hurt uh, Gretchen even further and then be like, well, I'm out now? That's the question. This is not, this is not out of your control, Danny. You are in control of this. Um, later we see like footage of Danny. He's at the gym. I guess Danny works part-time at the gym. Like he's like a trainer or something. So he's at a gym. And so he's working with some young kid. This kid looks 14, <laughs> but maybe he's like 18 or something. And he sees a woman on a machine and runs over to help her. And he actually yells at his friend or client or whatever. You're on your own, man. Because <laughs> he's now with his, like, she's a very beautiful woman. And she seems nice. And he's being super flirty and asking about her tattoo. And she says it's kanji symbols, which I think are Japanese symbols. Um, and he shows her his, which are on his ass cheek. Um, no one asked to see his ass cheek. Uh, she's very, like, friendly about it. But I can, but women sometimes do this thing where we let people do things to, and, and to diffuse the situation. We're like, oh, cool, blah, blah, blah. I remember, I've told the story on Spelling Tea, maybe I, I didn't tell it here. I was in a store in HEB once and I was reaching out for a bottle of something and this white man was there too and he reached out and grabbed my hand and said, I wanted that bottle. Now keep in mind, there's a list, there's a whole fucking wall of shit. And then he started laughing, was like, ha ha, wouldn't that be funny? And I laughed back at him, but inside, like, my heart was racing. Like, I wanted to scream at him, how dare he touch me? He does not know me. Like, and also, he's a white man, which means that he has, he walks the world in a different way than I do. And so... As a black woman, like, someone entering my space is very scary for me. Like, someone grabbing me in a public place is unnecessarily, not like I was about to run into something or it was an accident or something like that, is, like, incredibly disrespectful. Like, when I'm out in the world, I can be a vulnerable person. And here he is grabbing me for a joke. But, like, inside my heart's racing... And I, and like, here you, you guys, you guys know me by listening to this podcast. You'd think I'd be the type of person that would cuss them out. And I am that type of person. But my first instinct, my fight or flight instinct was, okay, make him feel, make him feel comfortable so that he doesn't do anything to you. Because if you yell at him or scream at him, he might hurt you. Even though it's Saturday fucking afternoon in a grocery store. And that's the, that's the thing that came out. That's why I always tell people, you don't really know what you do in certain situations. Because I'm someone that like speaks up for myself. I don't have a problem with confrontation and stuff. But in that moment, my body's instinct was like, nope, no, no, no. Calm the situation down, calm the situation down. He thinks it's funny, he thinks it's funny. Just giggle at him and then just run off. And that's what I did. And like, so like just because she's laughing, like... <laughs> Just because she's like entertaining this doesn't mean that she's not thinking 
why is he pulling his pants down? I'm just at this gym. Like, I didn't ask him to come over here. I didn't, I mind my own fucking business. And maybe she didn't need help with the machine, but he's already helped me. He's, now he wants to know about my tattoo. Now he's showing me his ass. Like, what the fuck? And so he tells her that's how he meets chicks, showing his ass to strangers. And it all ends with him giving her his number and asking when she's coming back and that he can train her and stuff. And yeah, on the surface, this looks like somebody, a trainer at a gym, right? But knowing Danny, this is not what this is. It's a very real, like this could lead to something else. And this is one of those things where I don't understand. Like I didn't understand with the wine bottle on the table and the jokes about I'm never going to have sex with you again. I don't understand why we're putting ourselves in these positions. No, I do understand why we're doing it, but I don't understand why. I guess I don't understand why they don't see it. Like he can't, he, he should be able to work out of the gym, but he can't train. I, I He doesn't need the money. I tell him to stop training people. And I also tell him that I really like him to keep, I, I like him to social distance from women. That's what I probably tell him is like, you know, you've had a problem in the past. I'm working on trusting you. I'm taking a leap of faith here, but I'm also going to ask you to take a leap too. And I'm going to ask you to not do the thing where you meet a woman and you talk to her for a little while and give her your number and da da da. regardless of what it's about. I'm going to ask you not to, especially while you're filming your reality TV show. And if that's too much for you, then I understand if we're not going to be able to move forward with this, but I think Gretchen would never say that to him. Like if she, if he says I'm training porn stars, she'd be like, I don't want you to do that. But she would never say, listen, we know you got a little magnetic personality. We know you're a flirty person and all that. But you know, I would like you not to do that. I would like you to act in a way that you would like me to act because you, because if Gretchen were doing something like that, he'd be livid. He'd be so fucking mad. Ugh. Wow, this went longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to have a 30-minute podcast today. I'm happy I found shit to talk about. <laughs> so, because this episode wasn't the best episode. Um, it was kind of a filler episode. It was kind of an A to B episode. Kind of, they need to let us show, they need to show us Danny leaving rehab and getting home and what's about to come. Next week, we see that Danny's really looking to get laid and Gretchen is still not in the mood for that. And Danny is about to start sexually act- acting out, which... <sighs> Okay. Yeah, that's what he does. So I'll see you guys next week.